Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. The Houseman XP Podcast Network is taking you on the journey. Your host, Master Trainer Heath Hyatt, will combine his decades of experience as a houndsman and as a professional trainer that will light the path forward and make our packs lighter on this lifelong journey to become better hunters and houndsmen. There are no shortcuts, so lace up those boots and grab a dog leash. The journey begins now. Hey guys, the journey on Houndsman XP is teamed up with Go Wild. Go Wild is a social media platform that was made for hunters by hunters. If you guys and gals have listened to any of the other podcasts that I've been on, you know what a huge outdoor enthusiast I am. I love being in the woods with my hounds. There's nothing more exciting than hearing the thunder of a spring gobbler. I love fishing for trout in the brooks and the streams, and I love being on the river chasing that ever-elusive fish of a thousand casts, the muskie. Go Wild is the place that I can post my trophies, hunts, and memories without being censored. But Go Wild is so much more than that. It's a place to share your stories, sharpen your skills, hone your tactics, get gear reviews, and shop for anything outdoors. When you make a purchase from the Go Wild store, everything is free shipping. Anything that you purchase anywhere in the country, no matter how big, free shipping. So go down to the show notes, click on the Go Wild link at the bottom, and get signed up today. And let's go wild. The journey is all about learning more about our hounds, making things better, and making us better. The more time we spend with our dogs, the more we learn about them, and the more we learn about ourselves. Today, we are going to recap our training season here in Virginia. We're going to talk about our early season, our youth season, and our youth day. Let me say that. It wasn't a season. And then we're going to do a short pup update and kind of let you guys know where the pups are at. Uh, they're seven. They're, they're seven months old, getting ready to turn eight. So we didn't hunt them too much, but we did get them out and couple of them got started but today i am here with two of my good friends and hunting cohorts <clears throat> i'm here with 
west, shaky hand, wood yard. And it depends on how you want what what time of year it is. It's either forest. We call him Marv off of Home Alone because he's hair. Or we call him White Earp because he's got to have that gun a-blazing. So it don't matter what time it is, but that's that's his two nicknames. Everybody's got nicknames, I guess. I think they're going to start calling me Grumpy, like off the seven drawers. <laughs> but I'm here with Wes and Forrest, and we're just going to recap and talk about hunting season and where 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 we're at where we're going, where we want to be. And I don't think any of us is where we want to be. So, Wes, why don't you start? Just tell everybody how you got into hounds and how long you've been doing it. So, I guess it really all started for me back in early early 2000s. Uh, I ran around with Heath then. He had some dogs, and I didn't have any dogs. I was still in high school. I was just trying to figure it all out. You know, it, that his name came up a lot, and I said, well, let's go try this out. So that's where it all started for me. You know, my interest in hounds, I actually didn't own any hounds until about five, six years ago. So I still don't own any hounds, <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a few dogs. What What kind of – so, and I was thinking about it. I think you were probably with me – I mean, I remember I was working in Withville, and that's when uh, you'd come over and started hunting, and then we hunted up behind Dad some. That may have been late 90s, 2000. Yeah, the, the 2000 year sticks out for me. It may have been sooner. You know, things fly by, and you just lose track of time, but maybe maybe it was sooner. But I definitely know the 2000 year was. Mm -hmm. you, were actually, you were actually with me. On the last do last bear that my old frosty dog treed, um, we went into uh, Clendenin. Clendenin, mm -hmm. and I knew what it did. Yep, yep. <laughs> but that was the last bear he treed. Uh, he died about a month after that. He had lymphoma. Um, he died at eight years old, and that was devastating for me. I mean, sure. you know, young as I was, and he was the first dog that I actually had that would actually catch bear and he done it by himself which at, at that time you know i knew i had a dog that catch bear but you don't understand the the relevance of it until you start learning more and seeing more and understanding things but i almost quit after that that's how hard it hit me and then you know you guys have heard me talk about ring ring was a two under maybe under two a little bit and I had him and my little blue female Belle had a dog named Smokey uh, that Glenn Price had given me that was out of their stuff. Then Smokey had went back to some of Frosty's um, parents and grandparents. Um, I can't remember what else I had at the time. I didn't. I hadn't bought Sam yet, so I didn't have him. But yeah, I mean, it it was hard on me. But you were you were with me at that last tree he made. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a few more after that. You know, he spoke a ring, and I know the trials and tribulations that dog put you through, but, you know, he, he made a nice dog. Yeah, he caught bear. I mean, it was a headache doing it, but he caught him. And then Bell, and yeah. So, but what, what, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't around when you started back hunting or started hunting. What kind of dogs did you get? What, um, what got you flipped around to where you wanted to do that? 
Honestly, I, I'm really not sure. You know, it. I've seen some stuff on on Facebook and saw a page, and that's kind of where it all got fired back up. You know, you and I hadn't talked for a little bit, and I came over that day. You had a litter out of Jill and uh, Charlie. Charlie, up. Yeah. I bought one of those dogs, and at that point, I I went to Stanton. You know, I, I was traveling trying to find some dogs. These weren't credible dogs. I wanted dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to feel like I was trying to figure it out. But these weren't these weren't dogs that that we would own now. Right. But but just getting started, you didn't know. No, uh-uh, no. Yeah. I knew. You know, that's what's so weird for me. I, I knew what a good dog was, but I didn't know how to get it, and I didn't have anyone to you know turn that turn that switch for me you know now we've got some guidance you know with you and you know for sitting here and sam we've got some guys that could catch some bear and they know what a dog is and you see them work but at that point i had no clue what i was doing i, I think that's one adult i think we all start that way yeah. <laughs> clueless mm-hmm. maybe that should be the maybe that should be the title of the podcast clueless because clueless. we all start that way so forrest like i said i know you and i've been around and hunted for years um, together, not together. When I moved, you know, like I said, when I moved to Whitfield, I um, hadn't seen you probably in 10 or 12 years. And then we kind of happened back to get back together once I moved back down this area. So tell us your story. Tell us what got you into it. Tell us what, I mean, I know what you started with, but tell listeners what, what kind of got you cranking there. So uh, my dad, when I was little, he uh, used to rabbit hunt with some guys. Got, uh, we'd rabbit hunt during the day and then got uh, coon hunting at night with a guy. <clears throat> and then one day, Bert and them asked my dad if we want to try bear hunting. And this was, I'd say, <clears throat> the middle 90s, somewhere in there. And uh, I thought coon hunting and it was going to be the same as bear hunting, and it wasn't. <laughs> but so we end up. Started bear hunting with him, and at that time we only had a month of training season and mm-hmm. a month of kill season. But well, you remember what years that was? Do you remember? Mid nineties. Mid nineties. Yeah, ninety five, ninety six. So about the same time I started, yeah. yeah. So and then, but like when I started, I didn't have a dog. I just went with other people, Danny Thorne, mm-hmm. Glenny, uh, Price, and I hunted for two years for I seen a bear in a tree. <laughs> I mean, back then, I mean, the whole month of December, it was hunting, looking for tracks, and we didn't find a bear. Um, a little bit after that, and I got my first dog in 98, I think it was, black and tan. Oh, Kate. Yep, she was just a, old Harvey had a litter of pups, don't know who the dad was, but they talked me into it, and I didn't want it, I wanted a walker dog. Um, ended up with her and she started I started coon hunting her first seven months old she was running tree and coon we switched her to bear and by a year and a half she was doing it and I won't say she was an <clears throat> outstanding bear dog but she did tree some bear by herself so yeah you know to go back what you just kind of hit on that you know took two years you didn't see a bear in a tree and you know for you guys that are listening and are you know, you're into this less than 10 years. Um, well, I would say 05 to 08 is when it kind of started booming. 
you know, we started catching lots of bear. But, I mean, in those early years that you're talking about, I remember hunting with one, the best bear dog I've ever been in the woods with was old Homer and catching five bear a year. Yeah. And those were not, they weren't easy to come by. And I, I really don't, man, I hope we never get back to that because it's hard to keep dogs, feed them and keep them all year long to, you know, catch five bear a year. It's hard. Yeah. But like back in the mid nineties, I mean, you could bait during training season. So mm-hmm. we were running bear. We just weren't training them till later, late nineties. We started treating bear. Mm-hmm. It might've been where we started getting some better dogs. Well, I'd say that helped. But like the guys I hunted with, it was seemed like they were using the same coon dogs during at night, and then when bear season come in, they're using the same dogs to coon uh, hunt to bear hunt. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I got that. I bought the Sam dog off Bert. Yeah. And he was out of he was out of coon stock. Yep. Sam and yeah. Star and yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, he and yeah, I bought both of them. I bought Sam and Star, and she got killed up in New York. And Sam, he got he got killed right there where he was that Saturday, yeah, right there at that camper. I mean, that's that was he got we got on a big bear, and the snow had iced over, and you know dogs can't get a grip because they were sliding. And man, the older he got, the rougher he got. The I mean, he just he thought he had to tackle it, and it crushed him up inside. I took him to the vet, and they said nothing was broken. I'll call you in the morning. You come pick him up. Well, she called me at seven fifteen the next morning, and I come picked him up in a bag. He got crushed up pretty bad. So, yeah. Well, <clears throat> and then you and I hunted together. Um, you and I hunted together in the early two thousands. Yeah. Because I had Bell and Frosty, and yeah, that's when I still had Kate, and I got a Walker female from Joe Powell. Old JP, huh? Yep, a little <laughs> walker female, and I got a pup from Glenn Price. Mm-hmm. Now, was it Canda Smoky? It was out of, um, I can't remember. It was a high tan. High tan dog, yeah. midnight? Yeah, it was out of the first midnight he had. Mm-hmm. He's had two. That, that was out of Homer. Yep, so it was midnight yeah. and banjo, maybe? Bandit. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, no, that was a good cross. So, That's where I think his tubby dog come out of that. Yeah, but I yeah. had that high tan. And <clears throat> I, I ruined her, cut her loose on a big bear and whooped her, and she wasn't but eight months old. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard on hard on them sometimes. It's one of those learning processes. Yeah, it takes time. Don't like, no one told you. You just had to learn yourself. Yeah. Well, Wes had that happen too, year four last. One of his dogs. I did. I had, you know, a camp dog that had happened too. She was really going there, just about seven months old. You know, I figured nice bear that would have, you know, <coughs> been a good easy bear, but actually just opposite. My old dogs actually took it backwards, and she was the only one that took it by herself, and it didn't end well. Yeah, I think if they would have been with her, the results would have probably been different. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't. She didn't know how to, you know. Hey, this is what we do. She, yeah, she wasn't taught that yet. Yeah. So, well, all right. So, I, one thing I want to dive into real quick, uh, and we don't have to get in depth about it, but um, I know that we talk about the pups, uh, the the A's, 
which is w- what we have. So all three of us, this is all three of us were the ones that kept the pups. And Forrest and I had made a trip to New York last year. And we, you know, nine hours up, nine hours back, we spent a lot of time talking and um, just kind of give you guys a little insight on why, what we're, what we're doing, why we're doing it, and what we hope to accomplish with uh, the breeding of these pups. Um, from my perspective, uh, everybody asks me, this is a common, common question that I get everywhere I go about the Kemp dogs because I've got three of them. Um, can they trail? Do they have a nose? Well, the first question I can't really give you an honest answer. Can they trail? Because they're tight. And when I say tight, they're quiet on the ground. But when you say, do they have a nose? I can answer that question. Yes. Um, I had a, an old blue dog last year. Well, I had him for a couple of years, but last year, <clears throat> I can take and rig tracks with him and they not say a word on the truck and hold him and not turn him loose and they go catch the bear. So I know they can smell it. So I know they have a good nose. Um, but when you're free casting those dogs, they get gone. They'll take a track. They won't say nothing. And the next thing you know, they're half a mile or a mile in there, either running or treed. So the first part of that question that I can't, I can't give you an honest answer because I don't know that I can answer that honestly. But so we took Spook, which is my my male camp that I have, and we bred him to Forrest's Fancy female. And Fancy's a registered Walker dog. She's she's bigger in size. She's a she's a big female for for a female. And what I really liked about Fancy is year before last. Um, we put her down on a track and she was young, what, not two yet or maybe not two. two? Yeah. We put her on a track in the snow that was froze up and she took that track on her own. She trailed it. She jumped it. She called it. She had it treed for a little bit. It come out. We're assuming, you know, we wasn't standing there. She made a loop around the mountain, went across the mountain, come back over the mountain and we run up there to cut her track to see if she was still on it. And sure enough, she's tracked bear tracks in the snow. Her track's right behind it. We ended up packing it up and treeing the bear later in that day. Um, so my goal for my dogs, and you'll hear me talk about it when I start breaking down my pack here in a little while, is I want to put a little bit more trail in them, a little bit more open mouth on the ground. I still want to keep my speed. I've got plenty of grit. And some people may de- agree or disagree. They stay with the bear. My camp dogs do. Um, they don't. Spook don't get hurt. I say that, and he'll get he'll get wrecked like Trip did. But um, Spook's, Spook's pretty smart about what he does. He bays from the rear end. He stays back, uh, but he stays. So for me, that's what I want. I don't I don't need my dog to go in there and grab him by the ears and hold him down. That's not what I'm looking for in a dog. That's just me. But, uh, so Fancy, um, brought a, brought a trait to the dog, to, brought a trait in that I want to put into my dogs and that's that trail and a little bit more open mouth on the ground. So that was my thought process when we discussed breeding to her. Now, Forrest, I'm going to throw it at you and let you give your input 
and what you know what you were looking for and what you wanted to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, just like Keith was saying <coughs> earlier that year, we <clears throat> put fancy. I had found another track. Fancy was hitting out the truck on. Uh, we put fancy and spook on it, and Waylon. Well, fancy was the only one opening, but all three dogs were on the track. Um, they trailed it down a little ways and. Um, they jumped it, and when they jumped it, we noticed Spook and Waylon shortcut it and was in front of Fancy, but across the road and treated it to a couple hundred yards from the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like what I'm looking for, well, I I had two old dogs prior to Fancy that you could cut them loose on track, and they'd it, Razor Reggie. They would it took them. If it took them all day, they'd trail it. Uh, since I lost those dogs, I didn't have a true trail dog. Um, I have dogs that will strike a bear out of the truck and run and tree it, but it's not they're not cold-nosed dogs. Um, also with me, I was looking for some more speed as far as what Spook had. So when we went to New York, we were talking about dogs, and Heath was telling me what he was wanting. I was telling him what I was looking for. And I we I just asked him, I was like, Well what do you think about breeding spooked fancy? And we talked about it and he asked me what my other options to breed to and which my Boone dog and then I think I could get the speed from Boone just like Spook, but I think Spook has the nose, he just doesn't have the mouth when he's trailing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, yeah, so our goal was we was going to raise them and distribute them amongst the group that we hunt with. They, You know, we didn't have any any plans of putting them outside the group, keeping an eye on them, and seeing what, you know, seeing it a year, year and a half old what we had. So that's, that's kind of why we did what we did. Um, one thing, too, I think we should add with Fancy is even when she's running, her head's bobbing where Spook runs with his head up in the air. And that's that's the difference in the speed. I don't know that – I'm not saying – I don't think the dog's not capable. I think it's the way she carries herself yeah. running. Yeah, I'm not saying she's slower. Right. She is slower a little bit, but I think it's – Because like of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of how we ended up um, breeding the A-litter. So that's just kind of a little background on that and why we did what we did. And, you know, we're – you know, we're going to continue to pick out the, the dogs within the group. And I'm not afraid to go outside if I need to, to pick up something. In fact, my the next breeding I have, I mean, I've kind of already got it in line, what I'm looking for. And I mean, Forrest has got one of those dogs and he's got a lot of ability when he puts it into use. So um, I'm looking, that's kind of the direction I'm looking on one of, <coughs> one of them. So... Wes, any input? Nothing. 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 Ch- crickets over there. Yeah, I know. I mean, this this is y'all's baby. I just I benefited from it <laughs> so far. So let's um. So I'm just gonna put you on the spot again. Let's start breaking down. Just to start breaking down training season. So August was hot. We had more water this year. Rain in August and er, like the first weekend of September we've had, and I can't remember when. The the food crop was good. Uh, all the fruit trees were bearing. The grapes were thick. Um, so 
that's something we haven't seen. And now that we're into, well, it's October now, but, you know, even in September, the the acorn started falling and, you know, white oaks and chestnut oaks were everywhere. They are everywhere. So just to give you a little background on, you know, the areas that we're hunting, there is plenty of food. So once you break down August to September on your end, and we'll just kind of go through it with each of us and then put it together. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I spent more time hunting in August than I did September. Like I said, I kind of done it backwards. I should have picked the cooler month of September than August. Um, for me, it I didn't do typically what I would have done prior to August. Yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time with the dogs beforehand. Uh, in the years past, I've, I've treadmilled, I've I've tried to get them in a better shape, you know, a heat shape. Uh, I actually had one of my Kemp dogs, Koa, had a heat stroke the very first week of August. So, I mean, it was hot, and I had dogs that were fat and out of shape, and August wasn't for me. I started a few tracks, and, you know, between Heath and Sam, I mean, they, they were finishing. For, for a while, I could not get on the finishing end of of a track. Uh, started them, just, just couldn't see it. I couldn't finish it with mine. You know, they they get scattered out, and it was just uh, it was a tough training season for me. But you know, a little bit of an eye opener on in on into the rest of it. So, well, and too, I mean, you um, you worked a lot more in September than yeah, I did it backwards. Yeah, so next year I'll fix that. Right, Forrest, I know job responsibilities, kids, <clears throat> award ceremonies, weddings. You didn't get to hunt a whole lot. <laughs> no, fire department. So. Yeah. But, I mean, I only got to hunt on weekends. I didn't get to hunt during the week or week afternoons like I had in the past. Um, and, well, you can see. I, did, I mean, I hunted. I was running bear, just like Wesley. Wasn't catching them. Wasn't treating them. Um, just... Took a, I mean, it was my my fault for not putting the dogs in the woods as much as they need to be. But I mean, we ran bear. We I did. Life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I've been there, done that too many times, and you know, I'm very fortunate. Um, I hunted, I hunted on my days off in August. Um, after Labor Day, I didn't work anymore. <laughs> I asked him actually there. Uh, what was it? Saturday. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, I got to go back to work tomorrow." And you know, I asked him if he needed directions. <laughs> I know he hadn't been there in half a year. So. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty fortunate. But yeah, so I. I mean, I did. I got to hunt a lot. Um. So like I said, September, I pretty much hunted every day. Maybe a couple of Sundays we didn't hunt. I know at one Sunday I hunted with Forrest. That's when my my truck took a dump on me and i have it hauled back yeah it's running now she's up and running i didn't put a thousand miles on that transmission fantastic it is it runs like it like runs like new money it changes gears better don't smell no grease coming out from underneath (laughs) (laughs) the bet the worst torture the whole let me just tell you this the whole the worst torture was having to drive a yoder around for six days I felt like I was in a sardine can. You, you didn't have to hunt at all. Well, that was my, it was that. It was either not hunt or drive a Toyota. Man. 
So you sucked it up. And, Jacob uh, Campbell, I drove a Toyota, and I will say that I am glad to have my Chevy back. He loved it. Yeah, it was rough, <clears throat> but yeah. So um, I got to hunt a lot. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, we actually treed one the first morning of training season. Was you not? No, yeah, neither one of y'all were there. It was a Monday, that's why. Um, I, I was off for some reason. I don't know why. Imagine that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we we treed one the first morning. But I actually got to you know go to New York and hunt a couple of days. Got my dogs pointed in the right direction. Um, I always think that helps when I do that. And then. Hey man, we got out. It got hot. We got out, ran a lot, pulled the dogs off crossing roads just to keep them from having heat strokes. Um, so most of the time by nine or ten o'clock, I was done and headed home. I just, you know, for me the heat is a big factor, and um, I just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to torture my dogs. So I, we pulled the dogs off a lot of times, and, and that, that's what caused to me, you know. He, you were you were pretty firm on that nine ten o'clock, and that that day was about ten forty five or so. I said, "Sam, what do you want to do?" I turned them loose, and the next thing I know, there come Koa with a heat stroke, and it was just too hot. I mean, man, when that you know when the humidity gets up, and you know that sun starts beating down, I I mean it it is, and I know you know I know I get grief over it sometimes for not turning mine loose, but I, yeah, I it, mean I've had I've had a dog do what I mean. Sky, that that female that I had, she I had to carry her a mile and a half out of the woods one day, and after I, I mean, it took me a year to get her back. Yeah, that's, I expect the same. You know, we'd run her a little bit <clears throat> in these colder mornings here, just youth days and mm-hmm. late training season. But I won't push her in the heat anymore. Yeah, I just don't think she can handle it. Yeah, and I like I said, I'm after I carried Sky out that day, I told myself I said, don't ever do this again. Don't, it's not worth it. So that's kind of my. I know sometimes we get excited and carried away and dump them anyway, but I, I, I'm very mindful of the heat. Um, and I watch the, the heat index and I watch the, the humidity levels um, a lot. So, yeah, so I got to hunt a lot. August, like I said, we got out and ran a lot. We got we pulled dogs off bear because of the heat a lot. And then Labor Day, we all hunted Labor Day and didn't didn't do nothing. Uh, did we even tree a bear? Yeah, yeah. Sam and Garrett did uh, one evening. Oh yeah, we did. We treed. Yeah, we treed that other one on the same side as your cabin, up a creek at the end of it. So you weren't you weren't there. No, I think I dove hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all were dove hunting, and they wonder why they dogs not in shape. Uh, yeah, it's too I hot. I mean, I, I worry about this heat. He knows the man said it. I'm I'm not a rocket scientist. But I I think that's probably one of the reasons right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dove's almost as good as bears, so it is what it is. Uh-huh. You can get you some bird dogs, you'd be better off. I've, I've got some dogs that chase birds, coyotes, <laughs> and coons, and sometimes bear. Yeah, so, yeah, we caught, we caught two bear that weekend, sorry. And then, you know, then everybody kind of went back to work, and we got to hunting. And a couple weeks there, we had two pretty good weeks. And then I went through a dry spell. I don't know. Wesley kept calling me a crybaby, but you know I was running bear. We were seeing them. They were crossing the roads. The dogs were right on them, and they were getting over in some rough country. And we just wouldn't we we wasn't treeing them, and we wasn't getting them stopped. And that went on for about a week and a half. 
and it's getting pretty frustrating. And then we caught a we caught a good bear on the ground. Uh, me and Hot Rod did. Got I got one of my my other camp dog Trip. Got him wrecked. Um, in fact, it's mid October and still hadn't had him back out. And I don't I don't know. Probably will have to wait till December and see what he does. But <clears throat> so I got him wrecked. Got holes to, holes in another one. So I went down a couple dogs for couple yeah i mean well he's still out and then she was out for a week a good week week and a half and treat a couple more bear i moved locations that's what i did we went to the other side and the very first day i was on the other side we ended up trend two that day you were there that day wes um of course that was towards the end of season and i yeah so we had you know the dogs did pretty good and then the early season was in. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I learned from my dogs during this during this training season is, and this is where I want to improve my pack or my dogs, period. Um, my goal is to have four dogs that catch bear by, bear by themselves. I've got two that catch bear by themselves. But, um, again, they're tight-mouthed. They'll drift off, and you can't get stuff with them. And they don't need the help, but I like to have a couple extra dogs. I like to have four four dogs. That's where, I, you know, four or five dogs. But I've learned that my dogs are probably medium-nosed because um, all the tracks that I'm rigging, I'm catching. So in my mind, being rational and reasonable is when they're coming off the truck, you know, screaming, you pretty much know you've got a red-hot track. I can't tell you at no point in time this training season that my dogs opened, I put them down, and they went to trailing. Now, they did have to go three and 400 yards sometimes to find those tracks. But then they then they got, they you know, when they opened, they got to moving and gone. So, you know, if I'm just being honest with myself, I've got medium-nosed dogs. Um I'm okay with that right now because it's working, but I want dogs that'll trail. I want dogs that'll get down and and grub a track up and get it jumped and then catch it. So that's kind of one of the things that I want to make better in what I've got. Um, I'm okay with my speed. Like I said, I've got plenty enough grit for what I want or stay power, stick power, however you want to say it. Um, I just need to improve. I need to improve my, my nose a little bit is what I think. And I'm hoping that the fancy pups, the you know, I got Attica, Axe, and Allie. I'm hoping I get a little, if I can just get a little bit of that at a time, I'll be happy. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I was at with mine. Um you know, I didn't catch as many bears as I thought we should have for what we ran, in my opinion. I mean, we, like I said, for that almost that two weeks there, we were running bear every day and not catching them. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have said they were bear if we weren't seeing them. Like, if we weren't seeing the bear, you know, crossing the roads like you did that day, and, I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know, I just, I, I wouldn't be as aggravated if I didn't know for sure that's what they were doing. 
So I want to add. I want to add some nose to mine. And Wes, you said something about your dogs splitting up. T- tell us a little bit what your thought process is. What's going on there? You know, I'm really not sure. Um, after you know, we've all talked. And mm-hmm. In my mind, I know they're leaving out of there, and they're right. It's, it's it's a different sound for mine, just like it is everybody's out the box. I can tell them, you know, it's it's BS, and I can tell when it's a bear. There's a different noise, but they'll run and run and run, and all of a sudden they're splitting. You know, I don't know whether they're they're running to find a hotter bear track. I don't know whether they're running to find a coyote, a deer. I don't know. You know, I know that I've got a, a deer bumping problem, uh, and I know that you know the, the camp dog I talked about earlier. Uh, I just got her back out, and I know she's bumping coons. So I've definitely got problems. Uh, I hope that I can figure them out in this off season. And one of my big problems is my dogs are striking dogs, and I've got to fix it. It's the easiest thing to fix because we all have dogs, and we can set them up for that. But I've got to get that straightened out as well. So, so the deer's an easy fix. Yeah, the dogs we, are an easy yeah, fix. You know, we've, we've talked about that. That's not a... I mean, when you go out of here tonight, you can you're gonna see ten or twelve um, deer's an easy fix. But why? And you know, I throw this out to these coyote hunters, you know, a couple of weeks ago. You know, why is it that the dogs are barking on other dogs? Now, I have a theory. What's your theory? Because I've got one. Well, let's hear yours first. I think that we we constantly pack these dogs and, and dogs are crossing and we're constantly packing them on tracks that, you know, in their mind, oh no, here we go. Let's bar it because, you know, I think they associate the excitement with, with dog crossing the road. I think, I think they put it together. That's mm-hmm. my two cents. Yeah. And I'm, you're on track exactly what I'm thinking. Um, but to, again, this is where I feel like we have to get, you have to get off and up by yourself because if you're constantly packing, then you're going to constantly have um, you're going to constantly have the dogs doing that. And we all know, you know, the first two or three dogs are doing the work. When everything else is coming in, they may be smelling that bear, but eventually you get five and six and seven dogs back. Then you're getting nothing but dog odor. Yeah. So dogs are running the dogs. And they know if I run that dog long enough, yeah, I'm gonna bear. yeah the end, the bear's gonna be at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I I think you're I think you're on you're on track with that, and I think that it's an easy fix. Um, so that's just my thought process. But yeah, I mean the the, the coyotes I mean, that, that that would be our toughest. But you know what, along those lines, how do you how do you associate the coyotes with the dogs? I mean, they're striking coyotes. Striking dogs, how do, how do you not break them off a of bow? I don't know. I mean, coyotes, my problem too. I mean, you know, I may have a, I may have a dog, you know, bump a deer or whatever, but I, I don't even, I don't even give it a second thought because the next opportunity I get, you know, I work on it, and then the next opportunity I get, I work, and I get those opportunities almost daily. Oh yeah. So I don't, I don't think the deer's, I don't even give the deer a second thought. The coyotes are my problem, and I mean, you see those once or twice a year. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think, I think. um well, when we get into the early kill, the early season, I'm pretty sure Spook caught one. Yeah. I mean, he had, and he's got a different bark. He has an angry, and I mean, when I say angry, it's angry bark um, when he opens on a coyote. 
And if he rigs one, I know because that bark comes out and you've seen me drive on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I don't, when I hear it, man, I don't even slow down, just go on. Um, You know, a lot of people say, why don't you put him down and, you know, work on him then? Well, I know it's not, it's what I know. I know it's like, I want to see it to to know it. Um, Yeah. So, but yeah, the coyotes a problem and I'm hoping this winter uh, we have a little bit of snow on and I can really work on that. Um, because we just don't see the coyotes. I mean, I seen one last year crossing the road. I actually had the dogs on the rig, and you know I worked on them then. Like I, I mean, that was a perfect scenario. I got them and worked on them. But that was one time the whole year. So, what do you think, Boris? What's yours? Where are you at? What do you, what are you thinking? I mean, I'm some my dogs. I'm. I don't think they're striking junk off the truck, but when they're loose, if it's, I think the dogs that the trail dogs are trailing, but if there's something else with them, they lose interest in their bumping deer or something else. Because like I notice, Darby or JJ, they'll come out running or junk and Boone and Waylon will tell on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not saying anything. Waylon will come on through with them, but. When he hits the road, he's got his head down. He knows it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that. I don't think Boone and Wayland striking junk off the truck as much as the younger dogs. But like you're saying, I, I don't know for sure. And it goes back to what we were talking about in early season. I held my older dogs and cut JJ loose, and mm-hmm. we end up running the bear. Yeah, I mean we done it. So, yeah, does, but does look, he have a colder nose than my old dogs? I, <coughs> I haven't had the opportunity to say yes or no. But I think you got to give a little background on it too. Um, JJ will go; he'll go three or four hundred yards. Yeah, um, Boone and Wayland don't like to get far off the road. Now, if well, just this during new seasons, mm-hmm. the first time that I've seen them this year leave and go find it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> August, September, I'd strike a bear out of the truck. They'd make a hundred yard circle and come back. I cut JJ loose and he'd go find it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And just so you that, guys know, JJ is a great, great grandson of ring who would go a half a mile to find a track. So that's some of that, that genetics yes. working in him. I mean, that goes back to what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I want, I want a dog that will hunt like an old coon dog, make that six, 700-yard circle. Yeah. Like when they strike off a truck, I want them to go find it. And I feel like with Boone and Waylon, like Wesley was saying, we're striking these bear off the truck, and they're red hot. So when they come off the truck, they're ready to run, and they don't find it. Mm-hmm. They just jump back on the truck, want to go on down the road and try to find another one. I think some of that's on us, too, though. You know, I was telling Ethan about that. I've got and she's probably eight, nine years old, and this year's the hardest I've ever seen her run, and it's the farthest she's ever got off the road to go find a track. She was, said nothing for five, 600 yards and was gone. When I first started, I had such a mentality in my mind to, to not let nothing happen to her, not let her get hurt, because I thought a lot of her, but I probably hurt that dog more than I did help her. So for years, she wouldn't leave the road, and this year, you know, I've just let her go, and you know, she's run bare. It's, well, I think, too, I mean, uh, I was down east um, week 
last week, week before last, and BB and I had this conversation on on the same thing. Is I think where I'm not coon hunting my dog, my young dogs like I used to. That, um, you know, I'm not giving them that opportunity to go hunting. And when we when we walk hunt, you know, I prefer my dogs to be, you know, 100, 200 yards because once they start venturing out here, it's harder and harder to get dogs to them. If, if they cross a ridge or go down in a holler. So I, I keep, I'm not saying I keep my dogs on a rain, but at the same time I do. And I think I see that, well, Spook and Kate will go, but I feel like where I'm not coon hunting my young dogs and getting them started, like I used to, because my dogs used to go, that my dogs aren't hunting as wide. Um, and I, I, think, I agree with Wesley. That's not, I think some of that's on me um, with what, with what I'm doing and how I'm, it's how we hunt. It's, you know, it's how we hunt. It's what we're doing. And the dogs get tuned into that. And that's kind of what they do. Um, so anyway, I mean, I think, I think that's a part of it myself. So anything else on the recap of training season? Can't catch them. (laughs) (laughs) They're so fast. (laughs) We got bears with Nikes. In the foothills of Virginia, we are chasing bears with Nikes. Yeah. I think Nike sponsored them. Actually, I think seen one with a tank top run by one day. <laughs> yeah, I saw the same one. I can get someone to fund me for two months. I'll hunt and not work. Well, you probably got the time to take off. <laughs> Getting off is a problem. That, yeah. I mean, and you know, gosh. I mean, I'm fortunate, but we're short-handed, and, it, you know, it's – it may change for me too. Um, you know, I've already taken, I've taken December. I just got to work a couple of days in December because we can't hunt on Sundays. So I work on Sundays. <laughs> makes, makes it easy. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. So early season, um, man, early season Tuesday. What was Tuesday? Uh, oh yeah. So yeah. Dog struck here on the road. Yep. <clears throat> Mine did. Um, JJ went 400 yards down there, never opened, come back. Greg went in, <coughs> Greg went down into the hole there. And mm-hmm. I mean, he went six, 700 yards for mm-hmm. smoking. They end up striking it and got it jumped, ran it down in the holler there, actually treated it. Mm-hmm. He got almost to him and come out. And, uh, when it, <clears throat> turned and went down the creek and then turned and come back up. Greg said that someone else's dogs had gotten in there. Mm-hmm. And when it came up by me, I packed Smokey and Ruger and they crossed there at the head. We, we packed Is that up. where you packed, Wes? Yeah, yeah, we all rolled in there. Yeah, Wes yeah. packed. And I <clears throat> packed with him. Oops. Another group realized that <laughs> they were probably in the wrong. They started catching their dogs. Yeah. And it, Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not... Uh, you know, it's uh, we don't own that mountain, that particular mountain. We don't own anything. Mm-hmm. You, know, you all pay. You know, you buy license. You have gear. You do things the same way we do. But, you know, respect goes a long way when it comes to that. Yeah, we, we would never go somewhere and, and kill us out anyway. But we would never go and, and just step on toes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no. I mean, we kind of hunt the same areas. I mean, we don't. We don't venture out a whole lot. We got two different mountain ranges we hunt, and that's kind of where we stay because other groups hunt other areas, and we're not trying to, 
you know, we're not we're not trying to do. Then it just becomes even a worse cluster. Everybody's mad. You're packing my bear. You're doing this. Why are you over here? And yeah, so yeah, Tuesday. So Tuesday morning, I come out with you and ended up striking one right out from you. Yeah, right there above where we were camping. Yeah, yeah. and um, I got really. I mean, they pick on me, but the dog struck. They went 190 yards before they ever said a word, and at 260, they were treed. And everybody made me go in there by myself. So it took me about an hour to get up out of there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, 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 had the, I had it confused there. Tuesday was what I was thinking about. You were talking about, yeah, by the, that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's a reason I sent him alone. You know, I told him, I texted him. I said, I don't know whether to be happy for you or feel bad. <laughs> I felt more bad and happy at the same time because I knew he was over there and I knew what he was having to deal with. So oh, gosh. Yeah. That's, well. the, that's the only time he wasn't talking. I couldn't catch my breath. There That's why. There you go. But got the dogs off that that tree. Um, little old boar bear, probably 100, 120, 130 pounds maybe. And um, and he was on private property, so you know wouldn't have, wouldn't have took him anyway. Come back around the mountain and Forrest and them had I guess they had bumped one out of there, and I rigged another one, and put That's, on. That's what I was talking about by the camp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm. I thought it was on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. That was Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, they clash sometimes. Yeah, so I put on that one, and they went four and a half miles in there, and decided to get treed in the roughest place you could get. So it's so pretty in there. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) Had to. Me and Ben done some speed walking out to AT, and it took us an hour and a forty minutes to get in there to them. You used to do it faster. (laughs) Yeah. When I was when I was your age, two thousand, yeah. an anchor with them this time. Yeah, yeah. there we made fun of him. What what two hours later we were in there with him. <laughs> yeah, y'all were hollering for me to help. Yeah. Uh, so we got in there and it was another small. It was a smaller bear and we made the. Uh, so my buddy was with me from New York and we made the decision that we did not want to have to take the dogs out, walk back in there and then drag it out. So. It was treed and freed, <laughs> just not you know not not gonna do it. And then it was a better bear. Do what? I said that bear was better, size wise, than the first one. Yeah. You know, I thought that until it turned around. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but then as we were coming away from a tree, Wesley hollered and said they were coming towards me. So we tried to get up up and out of there, out of that hole. So we could help them, but they were still uh, seven seven tenths of a mile from us, and they turned and went up the mountain and over. So we were out. I mean, we we were out of it. Um, so we walked back out of there. That was Tuesday, and then Wednesday we went to another over into another little area, and um, yeah, I mean, we I'm pretty sure Spook was running junk. Um, the dog. I mean, I don't know. There's dogs everywhere, and another group in there. Another. Well, we didn't know they were in there. Yeah. They come in from the, over the top on the other side, and then Greg and Hunter had dogs running, and they said they crossed the road that I come in on, which they meant the main road, not the road I'd walked in on. So I hear two dogs coming, and I, I had two young dogs, so I packed it, and uh, they turned and went up the mountain. And then 
I don't know, a few minutes later, here come the other dogs. And I'm like, well, wait a second. It ain't our dogs. So it was the other group's dog. It was two of their dogs. And somehow we, they, um, Houdini and Hart picked up dogs going up the mountain. They got Kate, Kate come in there somewhere. And Ben's dogs actually crossed in front of me. I saw them cross. Um, and they were actually in front of the other group's dogs. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I saw crossing the that day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it and may, they have, may have been there, Bear, and you know, it your, was your mm-hmm. dogs may have, have, have shortcut them, but yep, uh, mm-hmm. they all ended up there. So yeah, I mean, it was definitely you know, I, I wouldn't have packed them if I didn't know it was them. I just I thought it was Greg and Hunters, and yeah. so yeah, we ended up treeing that bear what three and a half miles mm-hmm. out the top. Uh, so we drive around, and Wes and Hot Rod were they were already on the top. They actually seen them come across and. Ended up getting to the tree, and, yep, so I'd done another speed walk out to AT to get in there, and Wes is like, you're coming in here? And I'm like, well, yeah, I turned them loose. I'm going to come and get them. Uh, so we went in there and got them, and we grabbed the other guys' dogs, too. They were coming. They were just way behind and took them out. And, again, it was on private property. Yeah, that was, that was the best moment of my life for us to walk into a tree that was slick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bear was there. I, I really wanted to tell him it was slick. I just I love it when he gets mad. His blood pressure goes crazy. <laughs> That's why I'm on medicine now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all killing me. Um, yeah. So that was that day, and like I said, it was on private property, and it it was a small sale bear. Yeah, right on the corner though. I mean, it couldn't have been yeah twenty foot on private, but yeah, yeah. So that kind of wrapped up early season for us. I mean, we we caught five bear, and I mean. Nothing. Well, right after that, yeah, yeah, we left. Uh, oh, we left that tree where you come in and got them. Oh, you, yeah, I caught another one. Fuzzy, yeah, yeah, right down the bottom. Yeah. So, yeah, that was about it. Sm- another small bear, <laughs> two hundred, three hundred yards. That was that was over. <clears throat> yeah. So, anything to add? Early season. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, and then of course Youth Day come around, <clears throat> which was yeah. So youth day, uh, you can hunt one. You can hunt on Saturday. Can't hunt on Sundays. And um, yeah, Forrest's dog was down in the holler trail, and so I went around and sit there for a while. And then when I seen he was coming out of there, now I'd done been up up the road, back down the road. Yeah, so I'd done been up and down. I'd done traveled that one area twice, but of course an hour and a half went by, and um, um, right where I'd sit there waiting on him so when i come back around the road uh dog struck and put on it they went up the mountain turned and went left-handed uh made a big loop come in there really low actually um real close to the campground tried to cross the road and some dude come in there in this big old dodge truck with a 30-foot camper blocked the road turned the bear um pushed it on down around the mountain, got real low on the mountain, which is kind of not normal for the area that we hunt. Um, And then it it started back up the mountain, and Forrest was going out the top trying to make sure that it didn't go over, but it turned and come right back the same path that it took out of there. And um, Garrett was able to pack it, and Hot Rod packed it. And, yeah, it was a small, I mean, it was 80-pound, 80-pound bear. Um. And so anyway, we treated it and took pictures, and that was about it. I mean, wasn't a whole lot to it. 
and then you got on another one later on. Yeah, when I went out to Top Road, <clears throat> dog struck. I went on trying to <clears throat> get above yours mm -hmm. to make sure they didn't cross and go over the north. Um, went to the tree, took the puppies in the mm -hmm. tree where you treed, and came out and they didn't get to see it, but they smelt it. <coughs> and uh, back to the truck, I told Heath I struck up there, and he said, "Well, why don't you take two dogs and see if they'll what they'll do?" We end up putting Wayland Boone down, and they went over on the north, and yeah, three four hundred yards had it jumped and. It stayed over. Two more hours. Yep. Just yeah. Went all the way to the hard road and mm -hmm. turned and come well within 300 yards of us up top mm -hmm. and made the second loop. Well, Wesley got on me because I was up there hollering. <laughs> he said, you should, you turned it. I didn't hear him. So if I'd have heard him, I wouldn't have been hollering, but I didn't hear him. I well, don't think that bear is going to come out. No, I don't think he was going to come I don't think he had any intentions of it. Nah. Not going right back into that timber cut. I mean, he came right up through them rocks and then turned and went right back. Mm hmm There's a lot of places they cross on that north, and that just wasn't one of them. But, you, you know, they, you never know. Well, there, that, that big that big ledge is right there where we were parked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's right under that. I mean, there's a huge, I mean, huge, huge cliff in there. So, yeah, so that's kind of, I mean... You know, we like I said, we caught enough bear to keep you satisfied during training season. Um, early season, like I said, we just you know we just didn't catch anything that we we wanted to take. We we had targeted two bear. We'd found two bear during training season that we were targeting, and we was hunting those areas. It just happened that we wasn't catching those. Um, so that's just kind of how it worked out. And you know, our our group is very conservative. Um, you know. Wesley said it that we're more about conservation than killing <clears throat> and as much as you know I'd like to you know kill a bear or two out to my dogs um you know when when you kill that that sow you're you're hurting your hunting five years from now you're not hurting it today but five years from now you are and you know especially in the places we hunt because we hunted that area the whole month of September and um you know, Hot Rod and I talked about it. We we think that there was only probably six to eight bear in that area. And when I say that area, I mean it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big plot. Um, and it's not like, you know, it's a two hundred acre lot. It's it's thousands of acres. Um, and that month we hunted it, we were already catching the same bear twice, um, a couple times. Not, yeah, we caught two different bear twice for sure, and then the other bear. Yeah, so, yeah, we figured it was only six or eight bear in that area. So <clears throat> that is what it is. So anyway, that's just kind of how it turned out. You know, that's sometimes that's just how it how it works. You guys thinking different? No, I mean, I, I, I think maybe hopefully December yeah, things will change. You know, there, there's so much food in the mountains now. I mean, they just don't have to move. I mean, you, you could almost walk by a bear. Mm -hmm. with dogs and they don't have to go anywhere I mean, no the, the striker from the roads the rigging I mean, that was almost non-existent unless someone was in the woods pushing bear out right i mean yeah the last two weeks of season we were walking yeah i mean and the ones that actually struck from the road were, were most likely because someone was down mm -hmm. well you know we pretty much know that it was but yeah 
It's time to move. Right. Well, hopefully with the food they put on fifty pounds and um, everybody you know thinks that's crazy. But when Tech was doing their study, uh, which was ninety three to two thousand three, mm-hmm. we had they had tagged a bear um, in a dumpster in an area that we hunted, and that bear weighed like seventy five pounds. We killed that bear the first day of bear season in December. Now they tagged it in July. And when we killed that bear, it was 163. Put almost 100 pounds on. Um, and if I hadn't seen it and been there and been, I mean, I, I had a good relationship with the biologist at that time at Tech, I would have said you were crazy. Yeah. But it, sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, that's that's a good, that that's that's a lot of weight. They definitely got the potential to do that in Southwest Virginia this year. I don't know what the rest of Virginia looks like, but it's loaded here. Yeah. So, so before we wrap this up, um, let's do a little pup date, pup update. Uh, I didn't hunt mine much in August. In fact, I don't know that I took them much at all in August. Um, well, I did in September because when we camped, we camped that weekend of Labor Day. I had, I took the one. I had her tied out, so. Um, I just started, I have three and I just started rotating mine out. I take one today, one tomorrow, one the next day, and then just start all over. Um, I was Attica, which is attitude. Um, she was pretty lucky because most of the days that she went, we were catching, we were treeing bears. So she got to walk into three, maybe four trees, um, and again, she's six months old or not quite six months old at that point in time. And she's just trying to figure it out. All the dogs are barking and carrying on. And she's, you know, you can tell she's like, what's going on? You know, she can see what she, her body language and she's watching the dogs and she's trying to figure it out. Um, Axe never got a chance to get into a bear tree during the whole training season, but Halfway through September or early September, <clears throat> um, he was babbling behind dogs, and so I put him up. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to fix this before I bring him out. It's something that's a pet peeve of mine. I can't stand it. So I put him up and started just hunting Allie and in, in Attica. Well, Allie got into two trees. Um, in fact, the early kill. Uh, season she made she was on both of those trees on Tuesday. She walked in with me. Um, the first tree she treated a little bit because she could see it. It was sitting right there where we were on a, a cliff. Uh, the second tree was the the base of the tree was covered in laurels and bushes, and you couldn't see up it unless you got way back. So she didn't she didn't do anything there. But Attica, um, towards the the day that we treated the two bear. Um, towards the end of season, she actually made her first race. Um, I had dumped the, I had put the dogs out, and I dropped the tailgate, and it didn't have doors on it because I was borrowing a box. And so she come out and went up the road, and she come back, and I'm like, well, okay. Well, the next thing I know, she was gone, and you know, she ended up catching i mean she almost caught the dog of course they only went a mile it was right at a mile and when we got into the tree i mean she was you know barking up a little bit but what uh, force said it already 
What impressed me about her on this day is she wasn't just barking to be barking. She was using her nose. She was working the tree. Um, she was standing in the air and pushing her nose up as far as she could get it, um, trying to figure that stuff out. Now, was she toenailed into the tree? Absolutely not. But she was barking. Well, on the second bear, they actually caught it on the ground and had it bayed for just a few minutes before it treed. And when I got into that tree, she was treeing a little bit harder. We got all the older dogs tied back. And when I say, uh, I mean, we just had a handful of dogs. It wasn't many. Um, got them tied back, and Wesley and I fooled with her in August. Um, you know, she was working that tree. I mean, she was smelling it. She was up. You know, she was sticking her nose up in the air, and she didn't. She'd sit back and bark. Um, she was putting the odor with the tree, and I really liked that. Like for me, and especially like in my detection work with the police dogs, you know, odor pays, and she was putting that part of it together. So um, that was really encouraging for me. Uh, I went down east and hunted um, with BB and Doug, and Axe actually done the best of the three down there. Um, he stayed on a bear on the ground for about an hour and 15 minutes. The first one he's ever seen, he stayed with it. Um, so the, the the shotgun, when they got to shooting at it um, in, in the swamp, that startled him. But I'm good with what he did. I mean, I'm, you know, like I said, seven months old, never seen a bear. He's been hunted less than the other two. He's had less exposure than the other two. And he did better. <coughs> so... Um, Allie is still not, um, she's not come around yet. She goes with you. She, um, she acts good. She not, she don't lose bark. She loads. She likes to be out, but she's not really doing what Attica or Axe has done at this point. Um, and in youth day, so Addie, I had Addie and Axe and, um, they had that bear bait up right beside the road, and I put him down. Um, act, with all the traffic, acts, he jumped right back in the box, so I just shut him up. Um, Attica went right in there, and when they we got some dogs, we got a couple of dogs pulled off, and then they went around the hill there and treed, and um, she was in there treeing on this tree. So uh, it's a good sign. I mean, it don't mean much for the long run, but... Uh, it started in the right direction with her. Uh, I do like what I've seen from Axe. Allie is, I'm just going to put her up a little bit and let her mature. Um, like I said, she likes being in the woods. She likes to go, but she's not, she hadn't put anything together yet. Like I said, she barked at the one tree in that early season, but that's the only time. And like I said, that bear was sitting on the bottom limb, I mean, 10 foot above her head. It was kind of hard not to. So that's kind of where mine's at. Wes, well, Wes, Forrest? Yeah, with mine, um, I got Mari <coughs> and Ash. Um, Ash is more like yours are doing right now. He hasn't matured as much as the others have. Um, he, I mean, he loads in the truck. I mean, he wants to go. He's just, he, he's a little behind, um, 
as far as Ari, I mean, she's doing everything. She's going. She hasn't seen a bear, but I was telling Heath this story. I walked in about a mile and a half to catch a dog one morning, me and Addison, and uh, we walked in, was coming back out, and Ari kept throwing her nose up, and she'd go 150 yards from the trail like she was going to take off on something, and then she'd come back, and then she'd go to the other side with her nose up in the air. And I thought it was interesting because the dog that we had went and caught, he was just loose walking with us. He was following her thinking that she was going to take off on a track or something. Mm -hmm. And then, but she was like hunting, which was pretty surprising to me. That's six, seven months old there. Um, but <clears throat> I wasn't able to get her into a tree, um, during youth season or youth day there. Uh, they treated that bear and right Addison let her in and right when Addison got there the bear come out but grabbed her and took her down there and she had her nose up in the air. She opened a couple times on the track, so it sparked her interest. Mm -hmm. So And she didn't see it. Yeah, she it was gone before she yeah. got there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I walked her down through there and she was whining and barking a little bit on the track, so mm -hmm. promising. Yeah. I mean I, and like I said, I mean let's go back to Ash and Allie. When, you know, if y'all heard the very first time I talked about them dogs, I told you they were the even kill dogs. Um, I'm seeing now, and it depends on how they turn out. Let's see how they develop. You know, it may it's it's definitely unless they flip a switch here soon, they're going to be the slow progressors. Um, so that's a learning learning thing for me. You know, actually breaking this down and watching. I've I've never kept a whole litter before, um, so. I seen those as pup uh, as pups. What uh, young? I mean, puppy puppies. They were the even keel. Like I said, they weren't over the top. Um, and now looking at it, uh, it may be a. Def I don't want to say a deficiency. It may be a downfall. For we'll have to see how they develop. See how they progress. But um, Allie's definitely not showing the interest that Axe and Attica are on my end. I mean, honestly, first and foremost, as, as far as that whole litter goes, you you did a fantastic job raising them, you know. It just seemed really natural for me. I mean, you know, I've I've had August ever since, but you know, she's got she's got brains, she's got she's got a lot, you know, and she's loading by herself and that's not something that I really pull with a lot with her. It's just it's kinda just a natural for her. But uh for August, you know, you were talking about the second tree that day, uh they couldn't really see that bear. You, should talk, you know, we're talking about a couple of dogs with it on the ground. They couldn't really see that bear, but yours, I think that was probably the second bear mm -hmm. for her, and the actual first for August. So then that's when we fooled with them a little bit afterwards, and uh, the second time after this, this three-day kill season, for me, it was that Wednesday, uh, I had August running loose, just letting her do puppy things, and they jumped that bear, and then, like I said, went about 300 yards, and she went and was there, and I was excited about it. Mm -hmm. For for as long as I let her, she would toenail into a tree. Mm -hmm. Not not a tree dog, but she was. The thing that helped her was she finally put that 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 odor with that sight because again that bear wasn't ten foot off the ground on a, on a big leader and mm -hmm. was moving a lot, and that's what I really saw and heard the change with August. Her growl, her bark was different than. You know, the first time she was just bigger barking because everybody was. But this time she put 
the site with the with the smell. So, I want to talk about that bark real quick, and then we'll cut. We'll we'll wrap this up. So I was in D.C. at a SWAT tax school, canine SWAT school, and I can't remember the guy's last name. His name was Tony from Baltimore, and he run their canine program. And I had Vice up there, which is my shepherd, and we were doing um, building searches. So, you know, the suspect's hiding in a room, <clears throat> the dog goes in, and Vice was barking. And he looked at me and he said, he ain't ready. I said, what do you mean? He goes, listen at him. I am listening at him. He said, he's barking. And he said he don't have confidence. So he took me to the side. He showed me what he meant. When he brought that guy out in a suit and Vice seen it, the bark completely changed. It went from a whiny to a, oh, I mean, just it flipped. And Tony picked that up, taught me something. Um, I pay a lot of attention, and especially with these young dogs, um, I want to hear that confidence. I want to hear that they're not booger barking. You know, we all hear it. You you hear it. Maybe you're just not picking it up or noticing it. But um, what I learned from that day from Tony was valuable to me and how he showed me how Vice um, was very unsure of himself, what he was doing. And then when I put him in a situation that he'd been in before, it completely changed his voice. Um, something that he had done. He'd hit the suit, hit the suit, hit the suit, hit the suit. Uh, the dog knew that. And um, anyway, that was something that, that I picked up. Uh, we can always listen to our dog's barks and listen to what they're telling us. Um, and it's hard when you've got, you know, five, six, seven, eight other dogs around to pick those dogs out. But like the day that, you know, everybody pulled the old dogs off and left and we, me and you just stayed there. Um, you know, there's are the times that you can actually hear. Close your eyes and listen. Um, listen to that dog. Listen to what he's telling you, sure. especially the young dogs, not not the old dogs. But um, <clears throat> just like, you know, uh, just like when we was down east and the dogs were baited up in that thick, thick, thick mess. I mean, the dogs sound different. Um, you know, when they can't see, the visibility's low, and you're, you're, you've got a 500-pound bear, Stand, my dogs my dogs have never seen a 500 pound bear i mean a bear's a bear you know it is it is what it is I'll, but at the same time i mean that's got to be intimidating yeah i mean yeah we're running 80 pound bear all year long that's what i'm saying you know but, 80 to a, 80 to 125 30 pounds is what uh, we've been seeing the majority of the time we caught two bear that, that was bigger than that and that's it but yeah just you know that's just something to take note of listen to and you know, learn learn from your dogs. One other thing, we, we you and I were talking, like, these puppies have been with the same two or three, four dogs growing up. Mm -hmm. And you go and pack a puppy to eight or ten dogs. They're all excited to get in there, but with the, the old dogs, they might be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and something else I'll add real quick. During that early season, when I went to that second tree, which was four and a half miles in, um, Allie went in with me, and we got about halfway back out. And Ben and I, had, we sat down and take a break. Y'all done went over. I think they caught y'all's dogs. And we were just taking our time walking back out to the truck. And when I sat down, she curled up at my feet. And it dawned on me at that point in time that here I've got a six-and-a-half-month-old pup that – developmental physically development 
that was very hard on her. You know, you know, she had run off the mountain that morning, or she went off the mountain that morning with me and back up, and then she'd went in, and I'm like, you know what? You know, throwing, I, I don't think, I don't think any of my three puppies, and they're leggy. I mean, they're leggy puppies. They got, they got, they got good gear under them. Um, I don't think they can make a 10-mile race at this age. I just don't think they can. I don't think you should expect them to. Well, and I don't. Yeah. But that day, was sitting there and watching her come and curl, and the other dogs was fine. Like, they, you know, they were standing there with us, and they was like, okay, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, she was not. And that kind of, me and Ben had that conversation while we were sitting there. She's like, you know, physically, she's still not developed enough, and she's burning a lot of energy because she's still growing. You know, so she's kind of combating two different things at one time. So that was another thing that just kind of throw out there maybe a, a learning a learning thing for everybody. I think because they're so easy starting, per se, that you want to, to let them push. But, you know, again, they're, they're seven months old. They're, they're young dogs. But I think we see that they're, they're doing things early, so we want to let them go. But, again, they're pups. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not in a rush yeah. with mine. I mean, December rolls around. In fact, I hadn't even planned on hunting mine until December. And I was like, well, you know, get them used to riding around. And they, they've stayed in the box a lot. Well, I'm the same, man. You know, I help yeah. mine just, you know, I listen to you <coughs> talk about maturity. You know, forest is the same. We rode them around some, but until yeah, I mean, September, I yeah, around. Heath and myself, I mean, we both have ruined <laughs> good dogs at a young age. Uh Pushing them too hard. Mm-hmm. He's always said it. You can't. You can't put a, a baby in the ring with Mike Tyson. No, no. And and both the bear we got on down east that the, was on the ground, they none of them were, were mean, good which train. makes a, makes a big difference. Yeah, good training bear. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they just walked along. Dogs respected them. You know, it was what it was. So let's wrap this up. Um, <clears throat> my goals and expectations for the end of the year is. Uh, I I want to get my dogs down and get them trailing one more. We're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to bust a brush in December. There's no question about it, and we usually do anyway. But um, I'd I'd like to get my dogs down and trail them a little bit. And I still got some kinks to work out. Um, some things that I've seen in the last couple of weeks that are con- you know I don't want to, I don't want to say concerning, but um, they're they're in the front of my mind. They're not in the back of it. Like I need to I need to figure out what's going on here. Um, get all my dogs healthy. I want to try trip. Um, in fact, probably the end of this month, I'm going to get him out and just see how he moves and if I can road him a little bit and see how he operates. Um, and then December, I'm probably, I don't know. I'm probably going to take him into a tree or two just to see what happens because I mean, he got wrecked. I don't, I don't, I don't know. He may not go back. I mean, I don't know. So <clears throat> that's my goal is to catch bear and and have a good time and not be so stressed out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's trying to get some more consistency. Uh, I've got to do some work in the off season. I'm, I'm planning on, you know, doing a little bit of coon hunting with, with Willow and August and trying to get them, them in the right direction, but mainly getting these four-year-old dogs just consistent. So that's my goals. Maybe end of December we do another podcast. Hopefully, it sounds different. Yeah, I mean we're gonna wrap it. We're gonna wrap it up. You know, first of the year after season, and 
like I said, we'll tell about the pups again. I mean, everybody, you know, I want to, I, I want, you know, everybody wants to know what they're doing. I mean, I get text messages all the time and, you know, just kind of see how the pack is. And <clears throat> it's like we said in the, um, the podcast, uh, the perfect dog, which meant no perfect dog. You know, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be honest about your dogs. Um, you got to set goals up and, and how you going to, how you going to meet those goals. And if you can't meet those goals and, you know, what are you, what are you going to do to get there? That's kind of how I operate. Forrest, what about you? I mean, yeah, I'm get these pups on some bear. Yeah. Well, well, I appreciate you guys coming over and sitting down and talking and throwing things out there. And hopefully we will be back in January and with some some good news updates. Hopefully. So until next time, don't forget to teach, train, and learn.